you, EVO. And I'm surprised you have a wife if that's the way you act. All right, we're going to talk to Project 21 and National Center Rep Chris Arps about black leadership pushing back on progressivism during Black History Month. First of all, happy Black History Month, Chris. Thank you, Fawn. Hey, before we start, I know what team you do support, and that's the Dallas Cowboys, and they let us down again this year. But congratulations to the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I I am happy for the Chiefs, but I don't have to root for them because I live in Missouri. I don't care. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm really ambivalent. And they just said, oh, well, they're America's team now. They, they took the title. Want to bet? Want to <laughs> bet? All right. Well, I'm with as, you on that As soon as their franchise reaches $8 billion, let me know. Then, then, I'll, then I'll concede. All right. So Black History Month is here. I don't know why we need one because I think black history has been pretty much um, encompassed into U.S. history. Pretty good now. I mean... We've made leaps and bounds, but we have Native American History Month. We have Hispanic History Month. We have all this. But you know what? If we said we had a white history month, everybody would crap themselves, wouldn't they? Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, in, in, in principle, I don't really have a problem with black history. Month, do I. You know, <laughs> really? I, I think I know. I know. And I, the, the issue with it, and I said this in my Project 21 statement, was Black History Month was a time to reflect on the history and the contributions of African Americans to this country, but it's turned into a month of grievances and revisionist history, exactly. and I think that's what's turned a lot of people off on it. Well, it's why we, it's why it makes us mad. And then they say, "Well, why don't you cover it more?" I'm like, "What's there left to cover?" Harriet Tubman was just a badass who deserves to have a statue and a monument in her own museum. You know, we've got we've got just leaders all over the place. Rosa Parks has her own history area in St. Louis. You know, people who did amazing things deserve national honors. But I don't want to hear about how I owe a bunch of people a bunch of money because they didn't get 40 acres and a meal when I didn't even stink and live here when it happened. <laughs> I agree. And then, you know, Black History Month is supposed to be a celebration, as I said, of the achievements of African Americans and should be something that's celebrated uh, every month, year-round, instead of one particular month. But it's because what it, it's beginning to divide us more than it brings us together. And we saw that yesterday with the Super Bowl uh, when we had the Black National Anthem and the what American United States National Anthem. And, you know, that just divides people. And you know, this is supposed to be a game where we can all come together and put our politics aside. But instead of talking about the Chiefs winning back-to-back Super Bowls and all of that, a lot of people are talking about why were there two national anthems. And, there aren't you know, two national anthems. Let's figure that out. No. <laughs> you know what, if you want to call it your, your um, I don't even want to say racial anthem, because it, there were a lot of other people who were into it too, but I thought it was very divisive and ridiculous and should never have happened. If you want to do that off camera, whatever, do it. But we are one nation under God, not two national anthems under the, the Super Bowl. It, it was stupid. It shouldn't have Amen. happened. And it sh- it, it's wrong. We have one national anthem. And I'll tell you, Fawn, what I envision here in the future, because you see that the NFL is trying to expand the game uh, worldwide, yep. and especially in, in Mexico. I wouldn't be surprised in a few years if we see the Mexican national anthem play before a game so we can, quote-unquote, celebrate our diversity. That's when, that's when the, the yeah, I'm going to have to start sniffing glue if they do that. 
because I am going to lose my mind. But this, it's all the fault of progressivism. Like, we have to include everybody in particulate in order for everybody to feel like they're one. You know what? If you come to America and you want to be American so bad, or if you've been part of our fabric for hundreds of years, but you just, we just happen to be different pigments of our skin, we're still Americans. And this is harmful. It is not no, a good thing. And you look at, you know, progressivism, Michael Savage, the uh, famous talk show host, said that liberalism uh, is a mental disorder. And you see that when you see uh, this transgender movement where, to them, in order to be equal, we need to have uh, transgender men competing in women's sports. That's equality to them. It's absolutely ass-backwards. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's, it's, you know what, (laughs) A, a transgender man... Who competes against trans or against regular men and loses is a brave is a brave person. But a transgender man who thinks he's a girl and then goes and breaks all the women's records because biologically they're different—that's a coward. So, uh, I, period. And they're and they're, and they're stealing. Uh, you know, a lot of we saw what happened in Washington State. They rescinded uh, the the scholarship for this transgender male who's been uh, acting like a woman all this time. No one knew that he was really a male. He's a female. He got a scholarship uh, to uh, to the to, uh, University of Washington's volleyball team, and it was rescinded because of that. It's stealing. It's stealing opportunities. It it's is. stealing scholarships and things like that from deserving women. And progressives, people with little girls, should feel the same way. They should feel the same way. All right, but when we when we look to the future... Do you think this is going to get any better, or is it going to get just more crazy? I think people are beginning to just see the transgenderism. I think they're beginning to see what liberalism, what progressivism, that all it is is divides people. And I think it's beginning to turn people off, especially a younger generation. You know, we look at the polls that show that 20% of African Americans as a whole uh, are thinking of supporting Donald Trump for president. We're seeing that the the, the Democratic Party, the liberalism, is losing vast amounts of support among African Americans. Uh, president Trump and President Biden in the latest poll showed him at 75% support among African Americans. And I think a big reason is for that is African Americans, who are the strongest constituency within the Democratic Party, see that they're more focused on LGBTQ rights, immigrants' rights, and every other everybody else's rights, but the group that's been with them from the beginning. And people are just finally getting tired of it, I believe. Well, and they got real good at putting them in a corner, too, by keeping them under their thumb and keeping them poor. So I don't think the Democrats have done anything to uplift the black population. They've harmed them every step of the way by yeah. making normalizing things that shouldn't have been normalized and taking the fathers out of the home. I mean, give me a I break. Agree. Stupid. I agree, and unfortunately we see uh, the, the churches and the pastors have been complicit in mm-hmm. helping to do that. Amen to that. Let me just toss up a hallelujah. Politics <laughs> do not belong on the pulpit. And, you know, I'm Catholic, so my priest will stand up there and tell you that transgenderism is a dysphoria. It is not normal. To think you're a boy no. when you're born a girl. God doesn't. God knew you before you were in the womb. He assigned you what you were meant to live your life as. If when you're 18 you choose to do otherwise, fine. But let's stop making our children crazy 
by the time they become adults. We, it, we're doing this to them, and it drives me nuts. But I think a lot of the Hispanics who are coming into this country are going to shock the Democrats, Christopher, because um, they're Roman Catholics, and they're not into a lot of the stuff the Democrats are for. Yeah, and we've seen that, especially from Hispanics that come from countries like Venezuela or Cuba mm-hmm. and that have dictatorships. When they come to the United States, they want freedom. They don't want to go back to a system of Marxism. So you're exactly exactly right on that. Yeah. Have you seen any of the man on the streets where the, the, the dude goes around and he just agrees that people get the wrong answers because they're so stupid <laughs> there's no way to argue with them? How many states are there? 57? No. <laughs> He's like... Right. Right. Good yeah. job. You know, they don't even know who, which border the U.S. And we're supposed to let those people vote and decide exactly. our future. Give me a break. And, you know, the liberals also are making a mistake when they believe that the Hispanic population here in the country wants uh, open borders. They don't. they don't. I mean, they saw they don't. I mean, you see their support within the Hispanic community is dropping rapidly. I think for the first time in a Gallup poll, uh, Hispanics are more associating with the conservative movement than they are the liberal movement. And I think they see the fundamental unfairness of people who get into the country illegally or giving green cards, and uh, they're putting into the front of line of people who've been waiting for years to become citizens and have paid thousands of dollars. It's Including just not fair. Veterans. People see that. Yeah. Kicking veterans exactly. out of housing so that the immigrants can be put in is really alarming for me alarming i don't know if you've seen the guy on facebook who who is a hispanic man who's got the razor wire hat on talking about keep people he says i will go out there and form a human shield before texans will let this happen we will go put the wire up every time you cut it down because if you won't help us we're going to stop this and i think texas is basically the the front line of what's going on here because of it's so easy to pass there Exactly. And we've seen the governors around the state, including our own Governor Parsons, as, uh, are sending National Guard troops to so help with Alaska. the border because the federal <laughs> government won't, won't support, won't, uh, won't, uh, defend the border. So, you know, citizens and governors have, we basically said we have to do it ourselves. Yep. That's when you know you've got an idiot in the White House. That's when you know <laughs> that the, the guard has taken a nap because, and, and then you've got Kamala and Mayorkas saying, we've got it under control. In what way? You know, when Trump, yeah. when Trump was trying to keep everything under control, you had little purple-haired girls chaining themselves to a stop sign with a dog mm-hmm. kennel saying, babies are in cages. There are more people in cages now than ever before. And yet, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Fawn, I don't know if you watch the Sunday shows or not, but it was absolutely sickening watching these supporters and these people that work for President Biden uh, trying to say that he's as sharp as ever. And when when we're in meetings with him, you have to you have to you have to bring your big boy pants because the president is just questioning us over and over. And I'm like, what do they think we are stupid? We see this man and at these press conferences out front. Why would you sit there and try to tell us that he's the sharpest man in the room and we have to really bring our A game when we have meetings with him? It was an insult to my intelligence. It really was. Maybe their bulbs aren't that bright and he is the smartest (laughs) one in the room. It's entirely possible, man. That makes me scared for our country then. Exactly. Ask one of them how many states there are. See what see what they say. All right, so I know through Project 21 and through the National Center, y'all are trying to fight the good fight here and get black Americans to wake up to the fact that 
nothing good has been done for them on the liberal side of the line since since the 60s. Nothing good has been happening to get rid of divisiveness. And I think Obama was one of the great dividers of all times with the way that he kept talking about how, especially Michelle, saying that she had been living racism her whole life. You're the first lady of the United States of America. How is racism playing a role in your life right now? You're the first lady. Stop perpetuating it. I remember when the 50th anniversary, I wrote something for Project 21, the 50th anniversary of LBJ's Great Society uh, programs, and those, those programs spent $6 trillion. And what did we have as a result of that? We have uh, broken homes. 70% of African-American children are born in illegitimate homes. Uh, the, the marriage rate has gone down tremendously since the Great Society program. Oh, we, have, and we have garnered an entitlement. Um, mentality instead of going out and working hard. It has done the exact opposite, and I think you can make a very credible argument that those programs have destroyed the black family as almost destroys the black uh, race identity. Way to go, LBJ. You know, uh, nothing cuter to me, and I hate to bring this up, but I see little black couples when I'm in Walmart, and mm-hmm. he is catering to her every move. She's in the little cart. He's reaching stuff. They stop. They hold hands. I'm like, Please bring that back. Please yeah. just bring that it's back. Not enough of that. They're so cute. I just, I, I always stop and tell them how cute they are because I can't stand it. They make me just well up because <laughs> we need that back for everyone, not just the black community, but especially the black community. We need to see that sort of nurturing care for each other where we're going to get through this one way or the other together. We need to all be like that. Yeah, you know, God made the family one man, one woman. They have a child. They raise that family. That's the backbone of society. Mm-hmm. And because we've seen the liberals try to redefine what a family is, I think it's a direct correlation as we see uh, the dumbing down and just our culture being debased. There is a correlation there. There's no doubt. Yeah, but honest to goodness, once you're 18, I could care less what you do. You could go fly a kite <laughs> on, a, on a lightning night. I don't care. But children are off, off limits. That's just how I feel. I agree. I agree 100%. All right. Chris, where do people go to read your stuff? Well, you can go to my website, ChristopherArpsARPS.com, and they can go to the nationalcenter.project21, where you'll find my writings and the writings of uh, my fellow Project 21 ambassadors. We appreciate uh, your support, and we appreciate radio, radio talk programs like you, uh, Fawn, giving opportunity all around the country to express our views. And to let Americans know that uh, black people don't all think liberal, and we, uh, we, some of us have our own mind. Yeah, and, and some of you actually are on the right path. I love highlighting you all to let people know that it, you're not born black and automatically a Democrat, because some people actually exactly. think for themselves. Thank you, Mr. Exactly. Chris. Go Cowboys! Yeah, next year. <laughs> See you later. Thanks, <laughs> Bye-bye.